Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. I'm here with Bo, and Bo is a writer for the Worst Take Network. He's wrote a couple really good 49ers articles. Um, and me and Bo, we're pretty concerned right now because this game is probably as important of a game as you'll see in week six for one team, and that team is the 49ers. Obviously, the Rams are 4-1. and one. Their season has started off pretty good. Now, I know that all of their wins are against the NFC East, so we can't act like they've just been killing it and like looked really good against really good teams. Um, their one loss was against the Bills, and it was a close loss, and we were just talking about it. They probably should have won that game if not for uh, a questionable flag throw. <laughs> yeah, very questionable. It's been it's, – it's time to put up or shut up for us as far as our season's concerned. The Niners have to bring their A game or they're going to get waxed, to be honest, because I think the Rams are playing pretty perfect football right now on both sides of the ball. And we're in a panic button mode right now, man. And the, the Niners just have to bring <laughs> – I don't know how they're going to win this game, but they just have to do it. And to be honest, it's going to take a lot of Raheem Mozart, in my opinion. I, I completely agree. So right now, I saw a stat that the Rams are the most efficient offensive passing team and defensive passing team. Yep. So I don't know what exactly like the stat of like efficiency constitutes. I'm assuming it's yards per play and like how often they turn the ball over and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not good for the 49ers. Obviously, last week, Brian Allen got absolutely torched and that was brutal to watch. But, I mean, I've said it. I don't know why he was in that situation where there's no safety help over the top. And, like, I'm I get that you. you – yeah, I get that you play the scheme, but sometimes you have to make adjustments, and they did not make those adjustments. I was begging for Sala to roll coverage to his side. There was no safety help, and I didn't understand why. And at the same time, after the third series when he got torched, I was like, all right, if we don't have any corners, can we please move Ward to corner and then bring more or Marcel Harris in at safety because this is getting out of control. I don't understand why we were just sitting on our hands and just watching it happen. I felt bad for Brian Allen because it's like, dude hasn't played since 2018 and we threw him to the wolves, you know? And the guy just got absolutely obliterated. It was, it was like sad to watch. And at the same time, we just, what's up with Jimmy is my real question. It's because I'm really concerned about that and moving forward for our future as a franchise what, what's Jimmy going to give us? And I think in the next few weeks, we're really going to find out because I'm, I'm honestly tired of protecting him and being an apologist and coddling him. It's time to see what he has. Forget the ankle. They said it's fine. I think Kyle was protecting him by taking him out, not from himself or the injury, but like from media and scrutiny and from all of the fans, because it seemed like he was just happy feet in the pocket and wasn't all there. I don't know what's up with him, but at the same time, he said this week he's felt better than ever. He's ready to go. So no more excuses from Jimmy is what I'm trying to see. You know, I want to see him. I want the old Jimmy back. (laughs) Yeah. Last year, Jimmy. And it sucks. It's unfortunate that he's been banged up with the ankle. I don't know how much that plays like into his performance because against, and I know it's the jets, but he came out there and looked pretty much perfect after he got his ankle busted up. Yeah. But 
it's still definitely concerning. And, and like you were saying, like, you know, like, oh, like, Jimmy's good. Like, don't worry. And we always, like, 49er fans are very defensive. We protect Jimmy. him. You know, he's our guy. We've always had to protect him to all the haters. And at this point, we're, we're questioning it ourselves now. Where is he the guy? Because as Niners fans, we've been through this before. We've had a championship-caliber team that couldn't get over the hump because of our quarterback play with Alex Smith, with Kaepernick even going back to, like, Jeff Garcia days. And before that, we had Steve Young as the standard of excellence. So it's it's literally like, I don't know, man. I don't want to waste this window if our quarterback doesn't have what it takes. I'm sick of that. I watched it happen with the Harbaugh era, and I'm not down to repeat the same mistakes. And I'm hearing a lot of things as far as Niners Twitter is really set ablaze with all these trade rumors and, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins talk, you know, and I mean, I would be, I would consider Matt Ryan, definitely not Kirk Cousins, but Matt Ryan might be an interesting look, but at the same time, hopefully Jimmy gets it right this week and we don't have to talk about any trades or anything like that. Yeah, I completely agree. So I'm, I'm really big on keeping your roster very similar and not having a lot of turnover. Yeah. You got to have a lot of continuity and so, like, I get, like, the Matt Ryan, like, yeah, but ideally you don't want to do that. Like, yeah. ideally the only guys that you go and try to acquire are, like, the Aaron Rodgers and, like, guys of that caliber. I'm with you. Not, like, the guys, like, oh, he's a little better than Jimmy. But yeah. they're, like, like, you can compare them in a lot of ways. Like, you don't want that. Um, but I agree. Like, I think this year is – it's turning into a make-or-break season for Jimmy, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, we it have. seems like it happens so fast. But mm-hmm. – I think that for Sunday, I think that the offense has to click. If the offense goes out there and does not look good, there are going to be some serious questions. Because you think about last season's matchups against the Rams. The first matchup, they just came out and destroyed the Rams. I, I was there in person, actually, for that matchup. Oh, LA really? Coliseum. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah, that, nice. that game looked fun because it was just like, oh, yep, Niners are going to kill them. <laughs> 60% Niners fans in L.A. Coliseum, actually. It was incredible to see. That's awesome. Faithful, faithful came out in packs. But, yeah, I'm worried big time about our pass protection right now because it's complete garbage. And to be honest, going against Aaron Donald and Brockers this week, it's like, man, I hope he keeps Juke in the backfield to help in pass protection. Maybe keep Kittle in a few times to help on – I mean, Mike McGlinchey has been absolute garbage trying to stop the rush. I don't understand. And another problem is that – I feel like losing a Joe Staley and a DeForest Buckner, we've lost our leadership completely as far as guys that would keep everyone accountable, you know? We don't have that. I don't know. There seems to be this delusional, like McGlinchey said he thinks he's playing really well this year. And instead of self-critiquing and, you know, wanting to be better, he's like, no, I think that people are being armchair quarterbacks and I'm playing really well this year. And I don't understand that. I'm like, you're not playing really well. Have you seen the tape? You're getting bullied every single time it's a pass. Literally, Jimmy has no time, and it's causing him to kind of panic in the pocket now because he's expecting a rush within two seconds. Our interior line is even worse, by the way. Our I, interior I, line is probably ranked as, like, the very last interior line in the league. It's, it's just it's scary because Donald's on the interior. So, like, so yeah. So, one thing I, I – so, I was talking about, like, how, like, this game is – like, how you're going to have to win this game. And – you have to try to neutralize that interior offensive line versus Aaron Donald, basically. That matchup, you have to try to make that as level as it can be. 
Donald had, I think he had four sacks last week. Yeah. <laughs> so he is absolutely feeling it right now. And when he's, when probably, not, he's probably the best player in the NFL. Like he's He's probably 100%. a better player than Mahomes. Now, Mahomes is more important. Player, yeah, there is no weakness to him. And he's just, that dude wreaks havoc on your game plan every single week. You're just, I just <laughs> I'm nervous about this one, to be honest. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to the challenge because finally it's like a, our strength of schedule is insane. <laughs> the rest of the season is, I think it's like a 700 winning percentage or something crazy. I think like it's that. like 714. Yeah. So like, I'm glad that it, it is though, because I want us to either have to step up or get punished for it. You know what I mean? Because if we do end up stepping up, those are quality wins that actually mean something. It's not playing the New York teams, you know, where that means nothing. Now we have to actually beat teams that matter and to prove it to ourselves and to the rest of the world, you know, that we're back. If we win tonight, I mean, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, if we win, it's going to prove something, I think, to the rest of the league. Like everyone settled down. The Niners are still the Niners, you know. We got guys coming back. And we really miss Sherm's leadership on the back end, I think. That guy, we need him out there just for holding the secondary accountable let alone all of our injuries. People don't realize all of our corners were out last week, literally all of them. E-Man, Quan, Sherm, Aquilo came in because he had to, even though he's banged up, I guess. But I like what Dante Whitner was saying about how soft he is and how Saldo needs to step up his game and make adjustments. And like you said, for our game planning with Kyle, we need to be ready for quick passes all day. I'm talking Patriot-style screens, two-step, three-step drops, getting rid of that ball right away, you know? Are you talking for the offensive side or the defensive side? Offensive side for Kyle. Yeah, Yeah. Kyle needs to make that adjustment because he keeps running his standard play action, dropbacks, and things like that, and it's just not – our pass protection is not holding up. So we need to make the adjustment. We need more screens. We need more misdirections. We need more jet sweep, fake jet sweeps, you know, things like of that nature that will – at least keep the, the rush, keep them from getting upfield so fast. You know, they'll think about it for one second at least. <laughs> yeah. So I think that one of the big things is that the 49ers offense has looked really out of sync so far, which makes sense. You know, we've had three different quarterbacks in. There's been a whole bunch of injuries, guys coming in and out. Uh, Raheem, you know, he just came back. Uh, I think this week was our first week. We had all of our starters practice three days together. This was the I first think- week of the season. I think that we're going to see a lot of creativity on the offensive end. Definitely. I think that this is, this is the ultimate Shanahan flex game of, Hey, I am a very good offensive coordinator. When we're not clicking, I can bail us out. And even if, and even if it's not Jimmy, even if Jimmy comes out and you know, he, he say he throws like 65%, he looks okay, but they're all like easy dink and dunk throws. Nothing really spectacular. That's what we want, man. (laughs) But yeah, but they're easy. That yeah. can just get him back into a rhythm. And then next week versus yeah. the Patriots, maybe he, he's playing confident. You know, like that type of, of, like, I don't know, motivation or like, I don't know. Like it brings him, like gets him going, you know? Definitely. So I think that we're going to see some weird stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and Shannon doesn't do this that much. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some trick plays. I bet you we're going to see a lot of reverses. We need to. With, I bet I you. And Debo. Debo. The, the outside running scheme, like – all those plays, they're going to have to really work. Because yeah. the way that you attack this team is you attack, the, you attack the edge, you attack the linebackers, and you attack the safeties. That's their and the, weakness. And the, the big the left problem, edge. 
yeah, the big problem is that we have not been able to move the ball downfield. Yeah. They have I mean, you looked last week, the interception that Jimmy threw where horrendous. It was the one where he's like throwing to the left side and it's like it over was, the top. He does it looks like he was lost. He he and it looked it, so forced. So he forced. Left it, he left it inside with the receiver on the sideline. It made no sense. Kyle's reaction was pretty classic actually when he saw it. He just threw his arms up in the air and was like, What was that? I don't understand. Like he's like, I'm just gonna sit you now because I can't I don't know. I think he just wanted to protect him from the fans. That's what I thought he was doing because it, it I don't know. He's not stepping into his throws. He's not he's not following through. He's not planting. It just seems like it's either the ankle or he has happy feet. It's one or the other. And at this point, he's talking a big game this week, all practice, saying that he's okay, he's good to go. So there is no more ankle talk for me, you know? You gotta you gotta bring it now because we need it badly. And you you're supposed to be our hundred million dollar franchise quarterback. So it's time to put it on Jimmy to step it up. And I hope he does, to be honest. It's so going to be a long week. So one thing I'd have to say is the big reason I've always been really high on Jimmy is because any type of adversity hits, he stepped up to the plate. Now, this year, it's kind of been all over the place. And the last time where – like the only time I can really remember where it was like, oh, adversity hit, Jimmy didn't step up, that was in the Super Bowl. And yeah. what? It, and honestly, he didn't look that bad. If you go back and watch Up every single the fourth throw, quarter, he looked he looked great. But even in the fourth quarter, he missed a couple of throws. A lot of them were tip passes. A lot of them were things that he couldn't really control, which is weird because a quarterback can control so much. And and I get like you missed that one pass, you're going to get scrutinized absolutely because he missed the pass to Sanders. I don't want to get into that right now. But he missed the thing is, a few times too, wide open. But yeah, yeah the, the thing is. This is the time where this is the this is huge adversity for the season. You're two and three. You're playing a, a divisional opponent who's four and one, who you have you have to at least get pretty close to if you're gonna make the playoffs. Because yeah, back, back against the wall time, you know? Yes. Fighting and, for your lives. And if you lose this week, let's just let's just bring this up real quick. <laughs> it's gonna get it's ugly. brutal. So you'd be yeah. two and it's not the team would be two and four. After that, in New England, in Seattle at home against Green Bay, brutal. in New Orleans, in L.A. It's that brutal, is man. not an easy little schedule right there. That is tough. So they have to come out there, and I think we're going to see one of two things. One, they're going to come out, and they're going to look like they get, did against the Dolphins, and we're going to realize, okay, maybe this, team, maybe, yeah, maybe this team is too banged up. They've just had too much stuff going on. Um, you know, like there are some guys like Kerry Hyder that have stepped up in the big roles, and they're going to be exciting to watch for the rest of the year. But yeah. you're going to have to take this season as they're probably not going to be very good. The yeah. other thing that can happen is they come out and they either run the ball down their throat or they do some creative things and they get some big plays and they get rolling from the jump and Boot the legs, defense looks good. Actions. Yeah, and the pass rush looks good and the corners aren't getting just absolutely shredded and Fred Warner is allowed to get in the space. You know, Drake Greenlaw is allowed to get in the space. I don't know if Quan Alexander is going to be playing. It seems no, like he's. he's it seems like he's questionable though, because he's had like some type of stuff at practice. No, he's definitely out because he has. He, he has, has a high ankle sprain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. So, but I'm excited for Dre Greenlaw to actually fill in for him. I think that's a huge upgrade. Actually, I love Quan. Don't get me wrong. I love his energy. I love his leadership. But he has seemed to have lost a step, and this year it's it's, it's really glaring actually to me. And whenever Dre's in, it's a it's a completely different animal. Dre's been all over the place. He's a, he's a blossoming star, in my opinion. So 
it's actually an upgrade. I don't want to sound mean to Quan. I love him, but I think Dre coming in for him is an upgrade for sure. We've been waiting for that, I think, as 49ers fans. Yeah, and I think that's probably going to be the case moving forward is I would expect that Quan probably gets cut, and I don't want to get too much into that just because of financial Definitely. reasons, though. Or at least they changed up his, his contract. Um, yeah. But another two guys that are going to have to help a lot are Jimmy Ward and Kwaski Tart. Yeah. Kwaski's looked pretty good. Jimmy's had some. Jimmy's done some questionable things. I'm a big Jimmy Ward fan. I think he's a fantastic player. Mm -hmm. If those guys get a couple, you know, a pick, or they do something like that, or they hit it, you know, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup comes across the middle, and one of them lights them up, and they do some stuff like that. This defense is good. Yes, and they need to have those energy plays. And I I think, I think that not you don't not every team's like this, but you might be able to tell in the first five minutes if the 49ers are going to win the game, which is pretty crazy. I agree with that, actually. Yeah, the the way the way we start games is actually crucial to us always, especially with Jimmy. He, we need to get him rolling immediately because his confidence either goes up or down as the game progresses. And if you get him going early, then you might get the best Jimmy. And if we don't have the best Jimmy versus McVay and the way they're playing, it's gonna get ugly fast. So we gotta have Jimmy on his A game, but also. Man, do we miss Bosa and Ford and the way their speed rush would just disrupt the entire game. We miss that 4-5, four, 4-6 four, speed off the edge because Hyder, DJ, Kinlaw, and Armstead are all great players. They're great rushers, but they're gradual rushers, you know? They, they need some time to pick up steam and actually get to the quarterback. They're all a little slower on the slower side. So not having our speed rush and missing our entire back end and secondary has been a disastrous combination which is going to be great to have Mosley and Aquilo back this week. So at least we're having – with the way Verrett's been playing, great. He's really stepped it up. I'm actually I think really... that I think that Verrett will be starting. Verrett yeah. and E-Man will be starting. E-Man. And Aquilo – I mean, Aquilo's kind of re- re- regulated himself to the bench, I guess. He has. But, I mean, I'll take him over any of those practice squad guys. Oh, I've heard. oh yeah. definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, the one thing I do have to say is, like, you brought up the pass rush, like, Hyder, Armstead. They're good players. Ken Law, you know, DJ Jones. Th- those guys are good players. They're power rushers. The good thing is the, Niner, the Niners haven't been finishing sacks, but this is a quarterback. And I, I don't like all the scrutiny that Jared Goff gets. I think he's, I think he's a good quarterback. Don't think he's a great quarterback. He's, don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's, I think he's an above-average quarterback. Maybe not good. He's, he's talented for sure. Yeah, he's, so he's got a good he's got a good arm and he's a smart kid. Mm-hmm. The one thing about him is that if you can get to him in the pocket, he's not going to escape. He he's what like I know a lot of people call him like a statue quarterback. The Forty Niners gets, he gets last, rattled when he gets hit. He gets rattled. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, the Forty Niners. They last season they absolutely ate against the Eat statue them. quarterback guys. Look at the yep. playoffs. Look at Kirk. It was like right when he started, like the pressure started coming. It was like, oh, there's no way Kirk wins this game. And, even look at even look at Aaron the next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Aaron, and Aaron can move. That's the thing. But he's just. But not last year. Last year he was hobbled. Yeah, last year he was hobbled. Yeah. Um, so so this is like this is the the game where it's like, oh, we've been struggling in our passing game, and defensively against the pass. This team is the best at both of those things. However, the way that we won football games last year was generating pressure, making the quarterback make mistakes. I mean, mm-hmm. the Fred Warner pick six against Jared Goff yep. was, uh, you know, we need to see stuff like that. We need to see consistent pressure, and that can happen against this team. They can stop the run. I'm not, I'm not too worried about 
Fred Warner being able to come in there, stop the run, Drake Greenlaw. Those guys are good players. They're going to be help yeah. out. Um, Kwaski Tart obviously is great at helping on the run. Um, one big loss is that Kwan Williams isn't there. He's a very good player against the run in that nickel spot. He's um, the most underrated NFL player, in my opinion. Shark, <laughs> Shark is amazing, man. Yeah, he's, so he's a dog. So that pressure has to get going early. You got to see that right from the jump, and I, I think, or I guess, right from the kickoff, not the jump. <laughs> um, but this is like. If you do you remember the some of the Sunday night football days um, when Harbaugh was a coach, where mm-hmm. the game would start and he'd be like, "Oh, look at that! Second play of the game is pick six. Yeah, and it was like, "Oh yeah, this one's done." And it's like yep. supposed to be some big game. That's what that's what needs to happen this Sunday because I agree. You have to have that, or you have to. So I texted uh, Jake, who also does this podcast, and anyone listening knows Jake. He's on here like at once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that we see like a first or second play touchdown where it's like yeah. oh look they ran this trick play and you just see Brandon Ayuk flying down the middle of the field touchdown or Mozart like he's done twice this year anything like that but they need to they need to immediately put the pressure on him because they're not gonna if they come start falling from behind they're not gonna win this game they need they it needs to be pedal to the floor from from the start and that's the big 100%. thing it, and the good worked. thing about this matchup I brought up the pressure on the offensive side of the ball this team wins with that outside zone concept, with the reverses, with the stuff of guys getting yak. The stretch plays. The stretch plays. They have to be good at doing that today. They absolutely have to be good at that. Yeah, we have to block it up nicely because you know the Rams are going to be prepared for it. They know that that's our bread and butter, and they're going to be trying to stop it. But the, the thing is, man, do we miss Weston Richburg, man, on the interior, and his le- not just his play, but his leadership. And our interior has been so bad, and so is McGlinchey, that at this point, the NFL is a meritocracy. You, you have to produce, or in my opinion, the Belichicks of the world, those kind of coaches, you sit. So if, I think our O-line's been that bad at, to the point where McKivitz and school should get a look if we're still protecting like trash, you know what I mean? Because they're not bad players, and I wouldn't mind seeing what they have to offer. Maybe they're upgrades, maybe they're not. Maybe we have to go back. But – I think Kyle is going to start benching people and no more coddling time to get in faces time to scream at people. If they're not carrying out their assignments, we, we need, we have this culture of like a little, I don't want to say soft, but it's a little bit of too much pat yourself on the back. It's okay. Go get him next time. This is the NFL. I don't want to see that. It's not high school football. It's not college football. It's professional. You, you gotta, you gotta play good or you're going to get criticized and sat down. And we're at that point, in my opinion, where I want to see people that are not playing well sit, sit. And I want to see the next man up get a chance, or at least a look, so we could see maybe they're an upgrade, maybe they're not. But No, I absolutely agree with that. And, and that's one of those things where sometimes a season where you kind of take a step back. And for the 49ers this year, it, that doesn't mean that the season's over. They, could, they can take a step back. They've definitely taken a step back in, this for, in these first five weeks. Oh, absolutely. That that's okay. Sometimes that can that can help your team moving forward. You know, can motivate. And we we talk about like how big of a deal it was. And this is obviously you don't want to see your quarterback get injured. But when Jimmy got hurt against the Chiefs, and that led to Bosa, that Mm -hmm. is such a massive win. And it's Mm -hmm. not to say that I want them to like tank or anything, but this is more about like you know someone some guys get hurt, and then you look at the defense and you go, hey, these guys aren't cutting it. Richard Sherman's, Richard Sherman's out. Nick Bosa's out. These guys aren't cutting it. We can't pay these players. 
we can't mm-hmm. retain these players. We have to move on from them because those other guys are masking their flaws and they have a lot of flaws. It's an evaluation process that's going on right now. You know, we're, we're, we're judging everyone for our next few years, you know, who are we going to bring back? Who are we going to keep? And we still have an amazing nucleus and a young core that is definitely built for title runs the next few years. We just have to pull it all together. And honestly, we have to make some crucial decisions as far as like who we're going to keep and who we're not. Because like you said, Quan, D Ford, uh, even Jimmy, like that, that's a lot of money that we're going to possibly clear up to bring in some fresh talent if, if they don't produce. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy's the biggest one. I think, mm-hmm. I think that probably the, anybody on the offensive line, just because they've struggled as a, as a group, um, and you think about like guy like McGlinchey, a couple years ago, even last year, you would have thought that he was in line for a big extension. He looked good last year, man. I thought he took the next step, but as soon as Staley left, he's regressed, and he looks awful. He looks like a big bust as ninth overall pick now. Because I don't know what happened, but I think he lost some weight, and he, he lost a little bit of his power because that dude's getting bull rushed harder than anyone I've ever seen, just getting ragdolled, flattened, and it's, it's been a mess with him on the right side. The problem is, I don't think – I don't know. I think Dan School can do better than him, honestly. <laughs> From what I saw last year, I really think he could do better than McGlinchey. I mean, it's interesting. I, I think McGlinchey is a very talented player. So he He's might come smart. out there. He might come out there tomorrow. And he might look really good, and and then everyone's kind of gonna kind of like take a step back. Oh, you know, McGlinchey's fine, but he's absolutely struggled. And maybe maybe like the media's highlighting certain plays because I've seen him all over like my Twitter timeline, and the media is yeah. like, oh look, like he's getting like destroyed. Those plays do not look pretty. Like you do, you never want to see either of your tackles get embarrassed like that. Like that's and- how bad some of those plays have been. So it's absolutely like fair to to critique him and say hey you have not stepped up you better play good or you're going to get benched for one of these younger guys yeah and I wish he would be uh, critiqued himself and not just be like I think I'm playing well I don't know what you guys are talking about I don't like that the attitude there's this infectious attitude going on right now in our locker room with uh KB and Quan. they're like criticizing Twitter people and responding to trolls and and McGlinchey is doing the same. And I'm like, why are you guys, why do you guys care what these trolls say? Focus on what, the task at hand. Don't, don't be this Kevin Durant generation of like, I'm going to respond to every Twitter trolls comments. And like, they don't know what they're talking about. There's, there's no need for that. You guys are pros. There's always going to be those trolls. They're always, even when you're playing well. So when you're playing bad, focus on getting better. Don't focus on Twitter and Instagram and KB was like, I'm, I'm only going to follow people that are positive from now on. No more negativity. It's like, stop dropping balls. Don't worry about the trolls, you know? <laughs> How about that? Like, and, and Quan, same thing, you know? Maybe, I mean, stay healthy, play better. It's, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's up with D Ford as well. I, I feel like we're never going to get him back from what I've read because I read it's neck and back, which is, that sounds really hard. It, it sounds pretty career-threatening. Yeah, And so that one, it, it's definitely unfortunate because he is such a good speed rusher. But it's one of those things. And we heard this all last year. Next man up. Next man up. It's yep. got to be like that. You got to come in there. And, and Kerry Hyder has been the perfect example of that. Yep. I think what he's like fourth in the league in like edge production. Something, something like, like yeah, really, like really rate. crazy. He yeah. always wins. Yeah. So, I mean, this game, uh, Boaski, like one, one last time though. 
what do they have to do to win this game? They have to establish Mozart early and often. They have to get pressure on golf on the other end. And our, our secondary has to hold up better than it has, obviously, against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because this is a different animal. This is McVeigh with a lot of weapons. So we have to – the pass rush will help the secondary if they get, get, get home. But honestly, Mozart early, play action off of that, lots of misdirection, lots of jet sweep, reversal action, you know, get the zone running game going, ball control, time of possession, don't keep them off the field. And I think we're capable of doing all of that. We just have to be who we are. We haven't been who we are the last few weeks. We've been this shadow of ourselves. It's time to get back to what we know. And I honestly do believe we will do that because I think our guys right now know this is a do or die. That locker room knows that this is a must win. For us, this is a playoff game. For them, it's just another game. But for us, it's a playoff game. And I hope we bring that edge and intensity. And like you said, a big play early would go a long way towards a victory, you know? Yeah. Those are Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I think that's about where we're going to wrap up today. But, Bo, I want to thank you one more time for coming on the show. Um, thank so also, much. thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and review. That is very helpful. helps get the podcast out there. Um, and we'll be back to recap this game, hopefully recap a 49ers win, because I know that right now the Rams are two-and-a-half-point favorites or two-point favorites. Not that big. I actually think that they should have a higher spread. I think they should be, like, five-point favorites. But even when that, like any given Sunday, you can turn around. I, I think that's really what it comes down to is that people know that the 49ers are good. They've been struggling with a lot of injuries, stuff like that. Getting E-Man back can be a huge win for us. It's absolutely big. Um, and they just got to gotta get to the – they got to get to Jared Goff and they got to run the football down their throat and get big plays, big explosive plays on offense. And if you do that, then they have just as good as a chance as anyone. Um, and so – they got to get back on track here. And I think, I think this is a perfect week to do it, but I also think it's a tough week. I don't think it's just a, some walk in the park. Like the Rams are a solid team and I don't think they're as good of a team. Maybe banged up. They are maybe with the Niners banged up. They are, but it doesn't really matter. You got to win this game. You win this game and you're going to be more feared going into next games and you're going to play with an edge and you're going to, you're going to take that momentum against the Patriots, against the Seahawks, against the Packers against yeah. the saints and then against the Rams again, and then against the bills. Like it's so, it's such a brutal schedule. So you got to get back on track this week. And I think that there's a good chance that happens. So once again, thanks everyone for listening. And I will be back talking to you guys next Monday. And one last thing, uh, rest in peace to the legend, Freddie Dean, man. One of the Niners greats passed away this weekend. And I just wanted to say he was one of my favorites as far as 17 and a half sacks one season. He was like a Alden Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace to him as well. Thank All right. you, man. Yeah, thanks.